When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, I'm going to go there. I am. I'm going to go someplace where no one's going to dare to go. Between now and Sunday night in Kansas City, good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It will be Steelers versus Chiefs. 8.15 p.m. kickoff Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. And the Chiefs are already favored to win by... Ooh, let's see here. 14, 14, 15 points. Yeah, (laughs) that's the betting line right now. And you know what? I wouldn't bet against it. I mean, it's only been like two whole weeks since we were out there watching. The Chiefs pretty much have their way with the Steelers, which is how it should go again in this game. Hardly any reason for it not to, right? Well... Here's what Ray Ray McLeod had to say on the subject yesterday. Put together, you know, uh, and every be a spark. Anybody could be a spark at any time, so you just got to stay locked in the game. And here, from the defensive standpoint, is what Cam Sutton had to say yesterday. Yeah, um, obviously, I don't really like. I said I don't get him stuff like that, you know, because at the end of the day, it comes down to you know stepping between those white lines. So obviously, we have, it's a different outcome. You know, we're looking for a different outcome than, you know, our first our first round, you know, being out there before. Um, but we've grown in the sense of, you know, just maturity and just growth as a team. And, um, you know, we're just playing inspired football, playing together, you know, as a unit football. And, um, you know, that's just carrying us. I would say that's been carrying us through the latter of the season and obviously into the playoffs. And um, I guess so in the sense of just, like you said, pushing the chips or, you know, whatever the odds or whatever. Um, you know, we, we, we're just coming ready to play, you know. Um you know, it's another week, another opportunity, um, and it's a single elimination. So, you know, that's 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 the I guess that's the odds. That's the that's the you know that's the standpoint right now. And like I said, we're ready to go. So. Now, Cam Hayward, the other day, out in Baltimore, came out flatly stating, "Just give us a shot. Just give us a shot. We're not worried who's predicting what. This that. He wasn't even." referencing directly the Chiefs because at that time the Steelers hadn't even, you know, officially clinched until the whole circus a lot later that night out in Vegas. Cam probably best represents the general viewpoint of this football team, which is that, okay, 
we can just do it again and try to do it better. And that's a fair perspective for this particular team, which has won some games that it shouldn't have. Of course, it's also lost a couple of games that it shouldn't have or tied. And the Steelers, to their considerable credit, have hung in games against visibly superior opponents. Visibly superior opponents who, by the way, would exploit the Steelers' fatal flaws right through to the end. The Steelers would just find a way to work around it and win the game. So sure, sure, anything's possible. But let's get real as to how it'd be possible. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. The number one way that the Steelers could pull off this upset in Kansas City, I feel, would be if the offense came out and performed in the first three quarters the way it tends to do in the fourth. I'm not sure I figured out why this trend is in place. I'm not sure the Steelers themselves have figured that out. When we've brought it up with either Ben Roethlisberger or Matt Canada, you just basically get this shrug that says we haven't executed. Okay, well, let's presume that they execute. Let's presume that the offense does some of the things that we have seen sporadically late in games. It's capable, legitimately capable of doing. All right, that's one. Number two, the defense produces takeaways. And I understand that's not super likely against Patrick Mahomes. You didn't even notice T.J. Watt in the Kansas City game out there a couple weeks ago, did you? Why? Because you don't bring down Mahomes. He's either going to find a way to produce something quickly out of the pocket, or he's just going to move himself quickly out of the pocket. Part of what makes him the game's most dangerous quarterback. He can hurt you and avoid you hurting him so many different ways. Immense talent. But takeaways are takeaways. When the Steelers get a lot of takeaways, as they did Sunday in Baltimore, they flip the field. When you flip the field, anything's possible in any game, no matter how disparate things are. Number three, look at this season. Look at the times we're living in in the National Football League. There are no upsets. At this time a week ago, there actually were living, breathing people predicting that Jacksonville could beat Indianapolis. Why? I mean, they throw around this arcane stat that the Colts hadn't won in northern Florida or against the Jaguars anywhere, including even in London, their last six meetings. Well, that doesn't mean anything, except that it did. Except that the Jaguars ended up not only beating the Colts, but humiliating them in a desperate, means-everything game for Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, and the pretty good Indianapolis team. Poof, just like that. Gone. 
Is it an upset? In most seasons, it's the upset that stands all by itself atop a hill. This year, it's just another game. That's the way the NFL's gotten. It's parody run rampant. Oh, can I throw in a bonus one? Is this going to be insensitive? Because it's not meant to be. But it's also part of reality. COVID is a factor in games right now. COVID is a factor in game preparation. Whether you're asymptomatic or whatever, if you get COVID and you're held out of the game, that is a variable. I wouldn't come close to wishing COVID on anyone. That's not what I'm getting into here. But if the Chiefs, and of course the Steelers, were to come down with some significant players or even one significant player who wouldn't be allowed to play, that's a circumstance that you normally wouldn't be talking about. But these are pandemic times. This is football being played in pandemic times. So that also could be there. So it is not unthinkable, at least not completely, that the Steelers could win Sunday night. That said, again, I'm not betting, not not one penny. Not one penny on this. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Brian Bronstein up in Alaska, who asks, have the chances of Matt Canada being fired in the offseason dropped now that the Steelers have made the playoffs, even if there is no deep run, does Kevin Colbert leaving maybe affect Canada's chances? It seems like his firing has always been a long shot, and now even more so. Brian, I'm not sure to what extreme Canada would have to succeed in these upcoming playoffs to warrant keeping his job, much less actually doing so. But I do know that Success in bigger games is always weighed more by management types. If Canada were to find a way to beat the Chiefs, I would think that would buy him one heck of a reprieve. Not from me. Doesn't sound like it'd be from you either. But we're not the ones making the decision. We'll see if Colbert is or not. Colbert, of course, is a different case. We reported on... DK Pittsburgh Sports, a month ago, Dale Lawley did in our Friday Insider feature that Colbert was likely to retire after this season. We've not heard anything to suggest anything's changed. But with Colbert apparently taking on something of a caretaker of the transition role as he phases himself out, yeah, I would think he'd be heavily involved in any decision regarding either of the coordinators, whether that's Canada's future, uh, as far you know, keeping his job, or Keith Butler's imminent, apparently, retirement, or anything related to this football team, the offensive line coach, for that matter. But I'm not going to lie, you know, I mentioned in the opening segment some of those sequences in which the offense just looks Pretty smooth, not great, but pretty smooth in these fourth quarter slash overtime settings. 
and it can drive you nuts. And Chase Claypool was the one that gave Canada credit in particular for that last Najee Harris run that got the Steelers down to the Baltimore 16 and set up Chris Boswell's winning kick. Claypool said that that was a design. Uh, It might have looked to us like it was Najee trying to run forward, finding absolutely nowhere to go, and then bouncing out to the left. It turns out he was supposed to bounce out to the left all along. And all John Leglu and everyone on the left side of that line were supposed to do was to keep the Ravens off of Najee. And it worked. It worked really well, in large part because Najee handled it well and because Claypool threw a big block downfield. But the play design was legit. And like you, as soon as I heard Claypool describe it and credit Canada, I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, it sounds like he's going to keep his job. So we'll see. We'll see. Right now, we we don't know that. We don't know any of this. In fact, if I'm going to be completely honest with you here, I don't know that the Steelers themselves know this. These guys, you've got to understand, get so locked in on the moment, on the week, challenge that's right in front of them, that they're not doing the kind of extrapolating that we do. You know, we talk about who they're going to take in the draft next year and who's going to be their quarterback. That's that's not where they are. Yeah, they have certain departments. You know, scouting department is obviously looking at the draft and not focused on the Chiefs. But the guys who make the decisions are looking at only one thing. That's the football game Sunday night. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.